and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I'm Kayla, uh, and I am here with my grand old co-host. The flag. Huh. Grand old, grand old flag. Okay. That's me. Wow. Um, no, it's Noah. (laughs) Hey, this is releasing pretty... On Memorial Day, after Memorial Day weekend, isn't it? No, 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 that's next, next weekend. weekend. Well, it's so, it's, but, but it's, it's close. The pregame, the pre. Memorial I don't Memorial really, Day yeah. pregame. Not that we celebrate. Not a Memorial. Memorial I'm not a Memorial but... Day um, aficionado, so I don't know. But we've got, you know, I think we our listeners seem to just kind of enjoy film scores because we got probably the most answers to this question we have ever gotten. Oh my gosh. Um we're so popular Which is, why we are our our we're gonna have to get to the point where we're like gonna have to pick and choose here oh my gosh who knew this is um yeah the question was what is your favorite film score mm-hmm. and i was interested to see if we would get any surprises i knew we would get some of the classics but interested you know to see the out of and we got some out of left fields that we should we could get into a little bit yeah at Jimmy Park 786 or Johnny G on Twitter Ooh. says either Raiders of the Lost Ark or Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Mm. Two classics, you know, both got, well, Good, Bad, and the Ugly is definitely Western, but I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark has a Western vibe a little bit, definitely in- yeah. inspired. A, a little bit um, adventure themed. Yeah. I mean, that's John Williams, right? Yeah. I Mm -hmm. I feel like he just really, like, the most iconic themes. It it just is incredible. Truly. Especially around that era, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, One here was Speed Racer. This was from uh, Kai Williams' Adventure Stand. Kai Williams' 616. From the Speed Racer movie. That's what it's from, yes. That Um, is is a throwback. Yeah. I know. I know. And I feel like I've seen this movie try to make it back. Um, people are trying to oh, re- redefine what this movie is. to make it a cult classic? Yeah, yeah. They're trying. They're really trying to establish this as like they're, the Wachowskis, like magnum opus. I don't know. Interesting. I'm not, I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not saying it isn't. Um, maybe but, you we know, should an uh, do an episode on it. Yeah, maybe we can get a Speed Racer um, truther on here mm. to tell us what's what <laughs> about this movie. Huh? Let's see. We also got, ooh, uh, Benny Burrito said um, Tron Legacy, which is one that wow. I did mention. Uh, you did. Because you I did. really liked that score when it came out uh, when I was in like ninth mm. grade, eighth grade. I don't know. And I downloaded it on iTunes, and mm. you know when that that's was an iTunes app. That's that an iTunes score. Still yeah. a thing, and listen to it. The one I listen to the one a lot where it just is like, you know what I'm talking about. It's just like if you. I, listen I haven't to listened it, to that one in know. a while. Um, Not in a long but time. But I repeatedly listen to that song specifically. Mm. One here that we got pretty early on that I was I I can't believe I forgot this one, but Gabe uh, who was on our Spider Man episode a long time mm-hmm. ago um pointed out the her soundtrack oh. score from arcade fire and owen palette which yeah that one's very good as well and i like how they use the the moon song right that's what it's called I not the phoebe know. bridgers one the the different song um i've only yeah, watched kind that of... movie once so wow 
Wow. I yeah, well, they, they they have her song, and then they kind of weave it into the score. But also, a lot of the songs where it's, like, on the beach, there's, like, at least two times where they go to the beach, and that's very, um, very nice. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a great score. Maybe you should – I think you, maybe you should rewatch that, maybe, because it's I... even better. It's – it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty know. good movie. I didn't really like it the first time, so I'm not too keen on doing a rewatch. It's pretty good. Uh, Especially but... with like um AirPods and like how much pro- more prevalent they've gotten. Okay. It's pretty scary cuz it's like they basically have AirPods, but it was like 2013 and like sure. it's wild. It's pretty wild um to watch. I bet it will it will even get even more crazy like in 10 years, you know, the one of those things. Houston, who was on our um, one of our Star Wars episodes, Star Wars sequel Star Wars trilogy sequel episode, trilogy, uh, said yes. "How to Train Your Dragon," uh, which is one I don't remember if I talked about or not, but that was a big yeah. one for me, and mm. I still listen to the like test drive song uh, mm. repeatedly. What was like the mashup that was on TikTok? Was like that song and something else, right? I don't know. Yeah, that a, sounds. There was right. a mashup. Where it was like something else, and then it went into that song, and I just don't remember what the first song is, but that was big. Where it was like I some yeah. song, and then it went dun 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 dun. I dun, dun, love dun, the How dun. to Train Your Dragon score; it's so good. That yeah, was that one, one that was on my really short good. list, um, for mm. sure. Yeah, I feel like it's gotten even more recognition in the last couple of years. Yeah, um, maybe two since like two and three came out, which I don't think were nearly as good. So people maybe like re evaluating like wow the first one was actually really good but yeah, i don't know it is it's in my it top a... 10 favorite animated movies i was thought you were gonna say your top 10 favorites i was like wow there's been a big shift no, that went in... on that i was no, not aware it's one of. of my favorite animated <laughs> movies for sure yeah definitely we got um godfellas pod so i don't know if this is i think this is zach from the answer but i don't know it might be hannah too but this they said the social network which you know i think we did mention that at least once, because I wanted to make sure. Yeah, it was that's mentioned. a great score. I will um, say. Yeah, great for studying. I, I I'm not a super big fan of the movie, but like wow. there was a time in college, the one like I don't remember if it was the main. Where theme you were Mark that. Zuckerberg. No. <laughs> and you Definitely. you made a website to wait to Definitely rate people. No. You know, I will say, <laughs> I had. I don't know that you would call this a Mark Zuckerberg thing, but it is kind of similar. A Mark Zucker- in a way. Zuckerberg moment. Um, yeah, <laughs> my freshman year of college. I don't know if I should be revealing this. Um, this is great. There was this like thing that like at kind of conservative schools where people like the whole ring by spring thing and people Mm, would say that something was like in the water so if you drank the water unfiltered then you would like find your soulmate or Mm. whatever and so i started this website called like are you drinking the water or something like are you like the school letters and wow. people could submit these applications uh, and it was a matchmaking <laughs> website and I would match people with other people. Oh my God. And, like that no is one wild. knew who ran the website. Yeah. But it like. How long, do, how long did this go on? Was this uh, like It a, was a few uh, weeks and then like the RAs okay. found out about it that I was doing oh, it. Well, because they were RA. like, who would be doing this? And they were like, hmm, maybe Kayla. Hmm. And so I oh, was wow. questioned about it. <laughs> And it turned into this whole thing. This is like a really long story, but it turned into this whole thing where we did this like cult thing where they were trying to figure out if it was me. (laughs) And, you know, when like 
never mind. I'm not even going to get into this story. But no, it was what about very like cheap, weird. Cheaper by the dozen is not a is that you know when they do cheaper by the dozen and like he goes through the kids. No, you know? but not that's not what I mean. Was it like that? Okay, well that would be less culty. But like that would be... they they were trying to figure out if it was me and I was friends with some of the RAs and then one of them like texted me and like. They were trying to set up a meeting with me, and I, like, refused to meet. And so then finally I was like, okay, I'll meet with you, but, like, under these circumstances. And so I was like, <laughs> you have to bring a fork, a loaf of bread, and, like, some other thing. Wow. This is, and you then, said this? Yes. This is crazy. Wow. It's, this is a very weird story that I just remembered. This is a, an amazing and story. they came. We can always leave this in if we want to. But the, I think we definitely The should. guy brought this other RA guy, and they came over to my quad's room. Mm. And we, like, had turned all the lights off. <laughs> and then we, I have me and my roommates, we put our hoods up, like, you know, in, like, the cult things where they wear, like, the robes. And we yes. we lit candles and, like, sat in different corners of the room. And, like, they had to place their offerings on the table. <laughs> and then we, like, had, it was really weird. Um, but I thought it was, like, the funniest thing in the world at the time. Um, that we like set up this whole thing and then they were like you can't like pair people together and i was like i don't know it kind of worked but then one of the couples that we paired together got married mm. so wow you were kind of like emma from the book emma yeah basically i like was playing matchmaker that was my mark wow. zuckerberg moment but what That's i was a, gonna that say is a mark originally moment, yeah. before i got into that was that when i was in college and depressed i would walk around campus like by myself blasting the social network theme uh and soundtrack yeah. in my headphones it's a good theme for like doing stuff and making in like, you know, feeling like you're the main character. It's yeah. one of those things where it's like really propulsive in a lot of it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, we've got one from Dan here. He said Requiem for a Dream, um, which is both he said brilliant in the film and on its own, which, yeah, it's a good score. I remember um, I listened to like the main cue from this one. I forget what it's called, but it's like the main theme that everyone knows i'm just blanking right now and i listened to that on like i think it was amazon music remember amazon music did you ever use amazon music um it was kind of like kind of like um spotify but not as good basically is what it was and it was like a um just like a score movie score playlist and this one came on and that i listened to that song and i was like wow this is a really cool a cool song um that i'm listening to i really liked it i think i was like 12 and then i looked up the movie plot and i read the entire plot for this movie hmm. um which when i was 12 which i don't know if that was a great idea by me because it's a pretty crazy movie but that's what that's i knew that's how i knew what happened in the movie was i read the plot because i listened to the score wow when i was 12 that was not a great story but it did happen it is a real story we've got a lot more to get through here so let's just like do a quick like speed round we'll go back and forth you pick one i pick one we'll do a couple here um okay uh sandy says narnia mm. which i mentioned yeah. yes great theme. um mike's mike said the thing which i don't remember that score i've seen i watched the movie, i have not seen that movie sure sure it's a great score i'm sure it's great <laughs> Uh, Jamie from the Bloody Broads podcast says Inception, Lego Movie, and Halloween. Mm, um, I don't. That is three movies. That I'm is three. Uh, I <laughs> the Halloween um theme obviously is iconic. Um, I don't. I don't know that I remember the Inception theme. Or... Here, I'll do a. I'll do an impression of the Inception theme. <laughs> And 
And that's just on. And I don't remember repeat. the Lego movie. Um, but I, assume... I just remember the Everything is Awesome song. That's Everything is awesome. Hmm. Maybe we can make a mashup between Everything is Awesome and the Inception music. That's a, wow. That first one is pretty good. I like it the first one. It is pretty good. I remember it, it's like, cool. I remember seeing it and, like, thinking it was, like, really meta the way they, like, ended it and stuff. It was very meta. Yeah. But it was meta before meta was, like, annoying. Yes. You know? Yes. Before Meta was owned well, by Mark Well, because Zuckerberg, I remember seeing the second you one. you are modeled after. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the second one, too, and thinking it, like, didn't work there. Uh, but the first mm. one was good. Anyway. Um, Joe says 1994 Thomas Newman Little Women, which yeah. I had never. I actually don't. I, if I have seen that version of Little Women, it was a long time ago. Oh my gosh, really? Like I yeah, I watched it like when I was younger, but I haven't watched it like recently mm-hmm. anytime. So maybe maybe around Christmas time yeah. we'll Well, my mom said this one too. That was her answer. That's her favorite score. Oh really? So Yeah. Her and Joe on this the same This little women are the pre- the This new. Yeah, ni- nineteen um ninety four. She said both, but I you know, I Yeah, I, I listened to it this week and I thought it was good. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a low key, you know. I think the the newer one is definitely more like in not intense, but upbeat a lot more, you know? Yeah. Um because I think it matches the movie style, but the older movie's definitely a lot more slower paced and I think the music matches that mm-hmm. style. Um Laura Ceiling from the uh Film is Lit podcast said Phantom Thread is one of her favorites too, uh, but her number one all-time fave is If Beale Street Could Talk. Wow, um, two great scores. Which we did talk about both of those in the episode. Mm, and We talked just like Beale Street. We did talk about that movie and that score in our uh, collab episode with Film is Lit when they came on to talk about <gasps> booked movies. So, Wow, it all comes back together. Wow. Yeah, Bryce point here pointed out the Black Klansman score, which I think, yeah, this is definitely, I think Black Klansman was pretty big when it came out, but not a lot of people talk about it in the last couple of years. And I did listen to a little bit of mm. it this today when he, when I saw this, because I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I didn't forget about the movie, but I kind of forgot about the score. And yeah, it has a lot of really memorable themes. And even though I'd only seen it once a couple, maybe three, four years ago, um i was kind of brought back to the movie which you know that's a sign of a good score sure is it can do that wow well you got to move into the episode at hand yeah which is um you know just a general convo about streaming and netflix and probably hbo max we'll talk about mm-hmm. you know just like what's going on because there's a lot of stuff that's happened yeah in the last couple few months last year even and we have made episodes in the past about streaming and netflix and disney plus and like we we've we've established that like we like to talk about this so this is like yeah a pseudo sequel just kind of update on some of that stuff because a lot yeah. of stuff specifically with netflix has been happening well, um, we did an episode like i didn't go back and listen to it but we did an episode no, I didn't either. uh right at the beginning of our podcast about netflix wow. originals and if netflix mm-hmm. originals are killing netflix and yeah, so, and that was um that was in twenty nineteen. I remember because that was like right during the pan before the pandemic because I was watching Netflix like in that March. Um so it was like March twenty twenty, definitely. Really? Um, I thought it was older than that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was in the in March. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty it was definitely like early in that time. And even since then, the 
it's even gotten more like because I think that was kind of when they were first ramping up, just releasing so many originals, you know, and there were so many on the horizon. And now it's like I think we might have been right, you know. They're they put a lot of money into a lot of those originals. Yeah, it was August twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. So that's August twenty nineteen. So that wasn't far off from Insatiable, which is a terrible show that well, I Well, we watched. talked about like a lot of really terrible Netflix stuff that we had yeah. watched and how like it's very rare to find Netflix content that's good. Yeah, yeah. And I think what I found on this article that some people were saying, which I thought was interesting, was that that Insatiable in like 2018, August, was maybe the, a lot of people were thinking that was the start of that. Because before that, there was House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, and Stranger Things were like the big, the big ones. Um, and those were all like re- received really well. And were all, I thought, all, at least the first season of Stranger Things this is talking about, pretty like well done. Um, and that was led by Cindy Holland, who was the main person there at the time. And then, but in 2018, Ted Sarandos, who's the main guy there now, that was when he was kind of starting to take the reins more. And he okayed or like greenlit Insatiable after Cindy Holland like gave it the no. Mm. So he, and now Cindy Holland's gone. Her last show was Queen's Gambit, which is really the last show that people have really talked about. Well, and it's Squid obvious Game. that this Ted guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know who I don't, it, that might've been an international Netflix though. Cause I think this guy just know. maybe talks yeah. about, um, America does the American stuff in the, yeah. North I'll say one thing that's really interesting, uh, is that uh, like, I don't know. There's a few shows that have been really good, I think. And then there's just so much other content that is just complete and utter, like, shit. And it's like, how do we, how did we get to the point where there's so, I mean, there's so much content on Netflix. Yeah. But that, there's so much bad content. Like, that is Mm. what is surprising to me, is that, like, most of the content is just, like, really bad. And then there's the occasional stuff that's, like, good. Yeah. And I think this is definitely what we were feeling in that episode and really up until the beginning of this year, you know, where it feels like when you go into Netflix, all you see is their originals and half of it is stuff that came out yesterday that I never heard of. And it was always interesting to me that model, at least before the last couple of months when some stuff has been coming out where it's like, how do they have the money for this? And like, are people actually watching these things? And like, I don't know, like it it seemed from the outside in like it was just not a very good business model yeah. and but it was confusing why they were doing so well and then you know All we found out, out. Yeah. they're not doing too well um yeah well and i i remember one thing we did talk about in that episode where we talked about original content killing netflix mm. is how much money they were putting into stuff like that was right when they renewed their like friends like contract oh Oh, man and spent like however many millions of dollars to like renew friends for like one year and (sighs) now that's like on hbo or whatever and i don't know but just stuff like that where we were like obviously this kind of money that they're putting into stuff like this is not sustainable Mm. so like Within a few years, they're going to collapse in on themselves. And now here we are. Look at us. Three years later. (laughs) And Netflix is definitely, uh, they've been in the the popular news circuit recently. 
I mean, especially in the last couple of weeks, you've like sent me like three articles like once a week, and I'm like, wow, stuff just keeps happening over there. And it's get, and I don't know, even like at this time next year, I like, I have no idea what it will, their company will look like. You know, I don't think yeah. it's going to be gone by then, but it will be, I think like there's going to be a lot, even the rest of the year that they go through, it's going to change drastically. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should go to a quick ad break. And then when we come back, we can talk about all the things that have happened and what we think it all means in the long run. Mm. We're back. And now we are going to just talk about some of the crazy stuff that's happened with Netflix. Um, I think was the begin. I mean, well, one thing that's interesting is over the last two years, I think there's been a lot of like every few months stuff comes out of their like trying to stop password sharing. I think that was before even any of like the controversies started happening. Yeah. Um, whereas like they were in that for that started was feeling definitely anti-consumer um because like at that point too they'd only ever gained subscribers every quarter and it's like i don't know if that plus like a couple of the price ranges like that one happened in 2020 during the pandemic yeah. october so like stuff like that already kind of i think was giving a bad taste it's interesting to me that they think that's gonna work because Obviously, if someone is using someone else's password, they're not going to get Netflix themselves. And, like, right, yeah. If anything, they're just going to start ripping the content instead of like streaming it. So, I would think you would rather right. them have the amount of people watching the shows to boost numbers and engagement and content and people talking exactly. about it than yeah. like trying to, I don't know. It just seems basically like a limit very who weird can see it, you know, because I don't think people are like you said. There's and there's so many much content even on YouTube. Like that's like there's a lot more high quality content on there. Um, and I don't think if someone doesn't, if someone loses access to someone's Netflix account that they're using, I don't think their first thing is gonna be like, man, now I got to start paying twenty dollars a month so I can watch Netflix. Yeah, like again. they're just not gonna watch it. I mean, there's so yeah. many other streaming services which we'll talk about. But, like, for, what, like, what is the reason you have Netflix? For maybe a show here or there, like, let's say if someone wanted to watch Squid Game when, you know, that was really popular, like, they're not going to set up a subscription to watch just Squid Game. They just want to watch mm. the one show, so they're going to download it or watch it somewhere else uh, illegally right. and or do <laughs> a free trial, like. Yeah. Definitely. And I think another thing that's happened in the last couple of years is all the streaming services, like you said, have really gained a lot more prominence because there was a couple, but now it's like full on. There's, I mean, HBO Max is doing great, Disney Plus, Apple TV, um, and that's all happened in like the last two years. Yeah. So it's really been a big change even since we recorded that episode. Um, and I think that's had them kind of scrambling because they're not the, they don't have a monopoly. Well, yeah, and they anymore. lost a lot of, like, big content. Like, they lost Friends. Um, mm, I don't know mm -hmm. if The Office is still streaming on Netflix, but now, like, no, those that's, shows that's are... A, that's a Peacock thing. Yeah, but yeah. now those shows are on Peacock, and then, um, like, Disney won back all their, like, Marvel shows mm. that, you know... Yeah, 
And so I think I personally actually do think because of that, putting money into original content is not is like a fine idea because like I think the problem when we made that episode was like they were putting money into original content while there was also a lot of other stuff that like I don't know they just were putting money in the wrong places I guess but I, when you don't have any old content putting money into good content because they're kind of just right. putting money into like a bunch of content and then also like not putting money into quality content like they're putting money into like like stranger things for instance like the episodes cost 30 million dollars an episode and stranger things at this point is like not really relevant anymore whereas like these (laughs) hot topic kids would disagree oh my gosh whereas these other shows that like are much more popular or things that are better quality that it's like why are you canceling Mm. all these when that is where the content is and like what you should be putting money into instead of spending all this money to get like stranger things season four. Right. Exactly. And I, so I think all this stuff um, with other streaming services having, I think a better variety of content and are cheaper. Um, Plus just like, plus um, not as much, a lot of their, not as much in a lot of their shows being like pretty few and far between that like adults would be interested in that are quality, you know? Um, I think that kind of was the reason why in quarter one of this year they announced their first ever um subscriber dip um because every year every quarter since then it was they had gained subscribers but they lost two hundred thousand um this quarter and their stock dropped 35 percent which i don't know what that means but i mean i know it's bad i don't know exactly what 35 percent is relevant to what they usually had um and they laid off 175 employees like as a result of that news yeah, like the it was original pretty... initial news we've lost right all, and it's like a lot more layoffs since then that we'll talk about but no yeah initially and it yeah. seemed kind of drastic initially because like 200,000 really is not that much for what netflix already has like it seems just like to me pretty regular like fluctuation in subscriber growth like eventually you're gonna hit a ceiling where you just can't gain any more subscribers yeah so that initial like kind of was the beginning of me getting pretty worried because like if that's how they reacted to it then like it's they they obviously don't have a good handle on what's going on and they don't know like what the issue is yeah i mean you're definitely right i think one thing that's interesting about that is like i don't know if more people are just like picking and choosing and subscribing somewhere else like I think HBO has um like a lot of hit shows and they mm. tend to release a hit show every like few months there's like a new show and that show like dominates all like I- internet conversation for the time mm. that it's out or surrounding it like Succession was in December and then Euphoria obviously dominated like pretty much all of the TV conversation at the beginning of the year and then, like, mm-hmm. the pirate show, Our Flag Means Death, uh, that it has been, yeah. like, dominating the conversation. And it n- Netflix doesn't have a ton of those. And so, like, I feel like every once in a while there's a show that, like, picks yeah, up a Game lot of steam. Was, Squid was Game, September. of course. Queen's yeah. Gambit. Um, Heartstopper right now, I feel like is the first I've seen mm-hmm. them have, like, a ton of traction since, like, Squid Game. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just interesting that, like, 
they're not putting more effort like that they're doing this where they're just like oh we're gonna lay off all these employees and all this Mm -hmm. instead of seeking new ways to like make their content better that they're like oh we're just gonna panic and like cut all these shows and do all this instead of like trying to look at what hbo and disney and them are doing and like try to replicate some of that i guess well, yeah, and so like you said, they did cut a lot of stuff. They cut all specifically a lot of animated projects, um, but also a lot of projects that like centered on marginalized communities because it's not like, like I don't know what they're doing. They're just like it looks seems like someone's in there and they're just like panicking. That's what it seems like, and they just don't yeah, know. Yeah, they canceled Babysitters Club. Their company, which is just that was how I knew it was so going wild. downhill when they canceled Babysitters <laughs> Club, like. It, this was like pre-canceling all this other stuff like it was canceled yeah. a couple months ago i was like no mm. the time the end times are near for netflix uh. like the fact that they can't it, it yeah and this goes into all the like you said an- animated shows getting canceled it's the fact that they're canceling small or like more actually original content um like the stuff that really does have a voice um and kind of trying to make room for, I don't know, whatever Chris Hemsworth blockbuster or, you know, mm. Stranger Things 4 or stuff like that instead of, like, like it seems like they've just really steered away from creating or putting money into, like, content that means something and kind of just mm. being a machine that's, like, we're only going to do stuff that is, like, the algorithm tells us is good or that's, Right, like, and well, like... Like you said, all the shows that have been popular since Squid Game and, like, HBO shows, other, like, Hulu originals even, like, those are all original shows that are, I think, like, very creative and have, like you said, a voice behind them. Even, like, though I don't really like Euphoria, like, it's not my thing. Like, I think that that obviously is something that a big draw for people is that it seems very, like, it's very cinematic and it has, like, a directorial voice behind it. Um, and it's just weird that Netflix is like putting the most all their money into the content that seems like even more dry and like safe than they us- than it already has been. Like they are they're taking the safe bets, which isn't really what everyone else is doing. And yeah, yeah, which I think is their biggest issue. And again, that also like falls into them cutting out all the marginalized communities and. Mm. Um, firing mm. all those employees and all the animation, which like makes absolutely no sense to me at all, because like animation does really well, uh, it seems, and like that's what yeah, kids watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, and not know- a lot of other companies or streaming services make original animation. You know, yeah, like, that's like not, HBO doesn't really have that. At I all. mean, you think of something like Mitchell's versus the Machines, that was like a Netflix original. And mm-hmm. that, was that was like big. massive last year. You know, it was nominated for an Academy Award and like was trending most of the year. Got a physical release. Yeah, just as there's just, it's all just very like, it makes no sense. Like you said, it just seems like there's someone just panicking and I don't know, looking at a paper and being like, oh, we'll just cut this, 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 mm. and like scratching things off a list to do who knows what and accomplish who knows what. Um, and mm-hmm. a lot of more unique and actual, like, good 
you know, studios like the animation and good creators are the ones that are like suffering because of it. And the content is suffering mm-hmm. because of it or will, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll see a lot less like either not either creative or just like really unique stuff. Um, but who knows? Like Maybe we'll same. get a princess switched for like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? That would be the dream. Uh I also think that it's notable about like the the stuff with Dave Chappelle yeah. and just like the memo that they sent out that they were like if employees are offended then they can quit you know that kind of stuff which I don't know yeah which is very silly I don't think that that contributed to the subscriber loss but I think they probably think it did and so I think that it's like another thing that they're worried about is like their public perception yeah um, which, which is like silly. I think honestly people don't remember like i think what they did is not good but i don't think people are really remembering that like that's not how people work um and so i think that they're just like over analyzing and not uh listening to reason you know and what people and especially like how they recently laid off like even last week a lot of more people um well it's definitely very fishy that like they apparently brought in all these people. Like, a lot of the people they just laid off were, like, new people that were recruited that were, like, mm. own voices. So, a lot of marginalized people that were working in marginalized right. departments. Um, you know, like, uh, the the strong black lead department um, where they create content, you know, that focuses on black characters and black stories. Um, the mm-hmm. them department, which is focusing on like queer stories or whatever their department is called. So it's like, it's weird to me that like the, yeah. it's very sus because if you look <laughs> at it, you know, those people just, a lot of them had reportedly recently been hired and recruited specifically to like promote more marginalized content mm-hmm. and like give, you know, those people a voice and stories to, to be heard. And then. Uh, a lot of those people are the ones that just got fired. So it's very yeah, like, well, what is it, it going on It shows that they, they think Netflix. that that's not marketable content, you know, or that's le- that will get them less money Which, like, than other Which, like, is stuff. so funny when you look at their shows that have been popular, like Squid Game. Well, um, Heartstopper, Heartstopper just got two seasons. <laughs> and, and it's so weird because, like, that's, like, the big show right now, but it doesn't – but then they lay off all these other people who presumably could make shows – that are like that and will like are yeah, going to do the same thing. Yeah, continue making similar stories and And I mean obviously it's great that they got renewed cuz I think they should have gotten renewed, but it's interesting too that they are more interested in renewing shows, not even like just one season, they announced a season 2 and a season 3 for that. And yeah. so they're more interested in like renewing stuff and like, "Oh, you want this, so we'll just give you more of this exact same thing" mm-hmm. rather than like seeing the stories that people respond to and making more of those like yeah like that they're not looking at it and being like they're like oh we have to do exactly renew only this show like they should be looking at it and being like huh this show did really well i wonder why maybe yeah right it's not just because it's that show um right and like i mean you look at hbo right now with our flag means death i mean that's more an adult version of Heartstopper, but it is a very similar, like, positive queer love story. And so I haven't seen it, but I have seen it all over social media for, like, mm. almost two months or more now. Right, and yeah. so it's like you look at that trending for weeks and weeks and weeks, 
And then you look at Heartstopper and you're like, huh, maybe people want more queer positive stories. Uh, maybe no, they we just want more exactly what Heartstopper is. They um, just want that and only that. They don't want anything else. That's the only kind of thing they want. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It's very it's just it, it's a conundrum like it's very weird <laughs> it's a conundrum and i think we'll probably find out more as like more news comes out like it feels kind of sporadic right now and then a lot of it is just very random and it's like there's no intent behind a lot of it or we're not hearing the intent behind like what actually is happening and why mm. these layoffs are happening and why certain things are being canceled i don't know like there's still not really anything about the animation specifically um and why like from netflix as far as i know about why all those shows were like canceled which Mm -hmm. is just kind of disappointing but like i don't know if we'll ever find out or well yeah i don't know if they'll ever say it or they'll like or they'll maybe they won't say anything but like i said i think it's because they don't think that that is going to get them like they don't see that as as profitable as other things which i think is incorrect um like i think obviously stranger things 4 comes out in a couple days from after this episode drops and i think that will be big but like if i think back to stranger things season 3 and i think this is not going to be much different for this season that was only big for like a week on online like i didn't i don't think that it had much staying power and i they're maybe trying to do that like increase that with releasing the last two episodes in july but i think also having the episodes be so long like i've seen so many people just say they're not gonna watch it and i think that i don't know if i'm gonna watch it and i'm like they're gonna be really disappointed like they're gonna see the stats are not gonna be good well and that i'm waiting for it because like here's the thing i and you as well like Stranger Things was something that we bonded over when we originally, like, were starting to become friends. Because um, mm-hmm. we both were really into Stranger Things. And I feel like for us, it was one of the first, like, times we talked critically about a type of media, like, together. Mm. I don't know if you feel that way. But it no, feels yeah, like probably. something that we yeah, talked that, about. That tracks. Um, that and This Is Us. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, this is a, the same exact show, types of shows. But, yeah. you know, like, it was really big the first season, and it was really exciting. And, like, I really enjoyed it. And, like, you know, I still, this is going to sound so lame, but, like, the Stranger Things uh, theme song is still my ringtone on my cell phone. And it has been since, like, season one. And so. Wow. It, I just, I can't let go of it, you know? Um, and, like, I've had multiple Stranger Things phone lock screens through the years. And, like, you know, I've always, re- like, I really liked season one. Um, I, I mostly liked season two. But it it's just, like, it's not relevant anymore. And, like, it right. was really good for what it was. And they should have just ended it and not, like kept trying to monopolize off of the ip which is another thing netflix does like you said is oh we like this thing so let's do more of this thing instead of being like oh maybe people like 80s sci-fi like stuff or just sci-fi in general like Like, let's do more nostalgia like i don't know like it just seems like they're missing the point yeah i think that like i said with the third the fourth season because i love stranger things but like i don't care about season four 
Um, Mm -hmm. and post pandemic, like it's just not relevant anymore. Like it's just too late for it. Yeah, and I think like obviously if they already had it, they could have done it. But I think they're putting too much of like their stock in it. You know. Well, and especially the the episodes being as long as they are. Like I looked at the episode runtimes, and I'm like, you think I'm gonna sit down and watch a whole ass like eight different movies, Stranger Mm. Things? I probably will. I probably will. Not at one time, but like. (laughs) When season three came out, you know, like, because it's 40-minute episodes, I'm sitting Mm. down and watching it the day of that it comes out, binging the whole season, and, like, that is just not Mm. possible with this model, which maybe that's Mm -hmm. what they're trying to do, is, like, prolong Right, but they're only releasing the last two. Like, they're still seven hour and a half episodes If these were, like, weekly episodes that were an hour and ten minutes, maybe, but it's the fact that it's, like, Mm. being released in a form of a binge model when the episodes are an hour and twenty minutes. It's, like, that is... Well, wait, we could... I think we could talk about that, too, because I think that both HBO Max and Disney Plus, I think, are reasons also why Netflix is not done as well. Um, Because, I mean... Netflix had like the kids section and the adult section, right? So it mm-hmm. like had both. But now I think it's like Disney Plus is like the kids section, quote unquote. Like that's what kids would rather have than the Netflix kids section. And adults would rather have HBO Max than the Netflix adult section. Sure. And I so and I think both of those um use weekly models. HBO because it's like also on TV and then Disney Plus because it's a weekly model. Um, and I think that those have worked out much better for them. Yeah. Um, and maybe are also a reason why, like, they're able to keep the hype going more and, Mm -hmm. like, the conversation going is because they're, I mean, especially HBO is, like, already used to doing that because that's what they've always done. And And I don't think you have to use the weekly model for every show. Like, I think... Right, like, like Heartstopper, that's an all-in-one, but... Yeah, like, that's a good binge show, but, like, Stranger Things would be a great show to do a weekly model for, because Hmm. there's so much, like, hook and pull to it that it's, like, if you end episodes on cliffhangers, people are more likely to return, so you just kind of, kind of, like, gotta pick and choose. I definitely think a weekly model would be useful for them, because then, as well, like... A lot of people are more likely to subscribe because they want to watch it mm. as soon as it's available. And, like, especially if it's a relevant conversation rather than, like, ripping it from the internet, yeah. I guess. So then you're having returning engagement every single week. Right. And I also don't think, you know, one thing, too, that plays into it is online discourse um, and spoilers and things. Because I think when they release seven episodes at once, it's a lot more unclear, like, what am i allowed to talk about you know and so i think maybe it's just people just don't talk about as much um and that's also i think can contribute to like it dying down because not because no one knows like where everyone's at with the show like i i'll tweet something but maybe this person's on season episode three and i'm on episode five so they're not going to understand it right um and i think that also is something that they haven't really considered is like i think binging is just the 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 novelty of binging is over and no one really because there's so much content now that like i would rather just watch something else rather than watching the same thing for Mm -hmm. 12 hours straight Um, well one thing i i think is a good decision for them um that they haven't done a whole lot of that other streaming services have is releasing into theaters simultaneously uh Mm. while doing a streaming launch and that's something that they have not done they have had some movies get 
maybe a very small theater release. I think. Yeah, they're always like, like L.A. and New York. Really. Yeah, I think maybe The Irishman got like a bit of a theater release. It did. Um, because yes. at that time as well, they didn't have the streaming like rules included in the Academy. So if you wanted something to be nominated, it had to have a mm. theater release. Um, and so it looks like. I have read the like they had that thing that they said Knives Out two might go to theaters for forty five days while also mm. releasing on um, Netflix, and I think that is a better way for them to make money as well because like you look at how successful it was has been for um, like Warner Brothers with their HBO releases and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I'll be interesting to see how that does. Um, and if they, like, go through with it, because I don't know if it was, like, confirmed. It was just, like, a rumor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the last thing maybe we can talk about, too, is it's interesting how uh, it seems really fast. A lot of people's, like, the public's perception of Netflix kind of changed. Yeah. Because I think Netflix used to be, like, seen as the only thing. And if you had any other streaming service, it was, like, you ha- you were in. That meant you were, like, into movies or, like, you were into shows. You know, Netflix was, like just the baseline and like, Oh, that's all I need. Um, and now I think that's a lot less the case. And people think Netflix is like, not as cool. Like I never said, it, I never thought it was cool. Like, and I don't think it's cool to like say that big companies are cool. Um, yeah, right. but you know what I mean? Like, it's not as like of a thing to be like, Oh yeah. Netflix and chill. Like remember that 2015, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> big, big stuff. Um, yeah. And I think HBO max is a lot more popular. Um, Disney plus people love, and well, even the Apple price TV, point like, is cheaper for other ones, so it's like right. if you're yeah, actually exactly. paying for it, like you're gonna pay the fourteen ninety nine for HBO instead of paying whatever it is for Netflix fifteen fifteen four twenty. Uh, it depends. So right now it's nineteen ninety nine for the premium, fifteen forty nine for the standard, and nine ninety nine for basic. And there, one thing that we could talk about too quickly is like, they're also, I think thinking of adding a ad supported tier, uh, which is a, a thing that's also happened. Like HBO max has that Peacock uh, has that most of Disney also is that. adding one, which is interesting to me because their price point is already extremely low. So it'll be interesting right, to see like how free? Disney <laughs> like incorporates an ad supported one. If it'll be like way cheaper. Mm. Cause uh, like, I think I pay, I think Disney prices went up a dollar so I think I pay so $8.99? $8.99 a month for Disney Plus, Dang. which like feels yeah. pretty cheap. Yeah, and ad-supported plans usually are at least half, you know. Um, so maybe it was going to be four nine. Probably I think they would probably price it at four ninety nine, just because that's a nice even number. Yeah. Um, that's in what like yeah four ninety nine a month. Um, for all that, I think people would rather do than even the Netflix um ad-supported tier if yeah. they ever do that. And also with Netflix, it's interesting because they're, like, the only service that specifies, like, 4K this, and then you get a certain amount of screens with this. Like, they have those three options. Yeah, that's, like, really yeah. confusing. So are they going to have ad-supported tiers for each one, like, premium, but there's an ad-supported tier for that one? Like, I it's just going to be even more confusing. Because, like, HBO, um, I think we – how many screens do we get? We get, like, like four, four at a three time. Three or four. And that's see. I've never had an issue with like not getting on. So yeah, and that's only fourteen ninety nine a month. Up to three three devices, so it's like they, that's it's, pretty good. Yeah. and but I think it's like 
it's easier for the consumer because you don't have to remember that either. Like it's just standard across them all rather than like Netflix. It's like, well, maybe we can bump up to the premium so we can have four screens instead of two. Mm. Like it's just too complicated. Yeah. So I think going forward, you know, it will, I think, depend on if they have, because I don't think Stranger Things is going to be as big as they think it is. Yeah. So if they have one big show this year, like a Squid Game size show or a Queen's Gambit size, I think they'll probably be able to keep like chugging along a little bit longer. But if they don't have a show this year. Well, I think there's going to be some big movies coming up too. Because there's like... Mm, like a, Knives Out, you said. Knives Out too, and then the... Which I hate this book, but the Red, White, and Royal Blue movie, which I don't know if you've heard of that book, but I think nope. that that movie is going to be massive because that book is like super massive. It's like a mm. queer romance story between uh, the vice president's son and the like one of like a prince from England. So it's like the royal family of America and the royal uh. family of England. Um, and that so sound fun. it's like a love story. It's cute, but I like, I just, I didn't like the book that much. Um, cause I'm not a contemporary mm. like romance, um, person, uh, which is surprising. Gotcha, You'd think yeah. I would be, but I'm not. I know. Right. Uh, yeah. I just don't like contemporary romance novels apparently. Man. Uh, but yeah, so I think that is going to be like one of their most popular movies that's supposed to come out this year. I think, um, I don't remember if it's a show or a movie. It's one one of the two, but I think it'll be a, right. like maybe even more popular than Heartstopper. Well, and maybe that is their goal too. If they switch more into movies, you know, um, because last year there was qu- a, quite a few different movies that did well for them, and maybe that should be more their lane. Then instead of paying what was it thirty million an episode for Stranger Things, yeah, like, like put that in. You one could movie. pay, yeah, or even like half that and put it into a movie. Like it does. Like I think that might be more beneficial and if they are really against the week by week thing the movie is just one thing and you're done yeah and so that is easy discourse like remember don't look up mm. that was a whole yeah co- that was a whole week on well and adam project that. too was like really big for a couple weeks yeah yeah um so maybe that could be their route but right now it just seems like they don't know what they want to do and they're just making it wor- they're making it worse Yeah, like, it just seems very, like, there's no aim or, like, you can't really Mm. tell what direction they're trying to go. All their content is very, like, scattered, whereas, like, HBO, you can tell exactly, like, where they want their content to go. I bet, you know what I'm predicting? Mm, What? In, like, a few days, they're going to announce that the they bought the John Mulaney special his comedy and like it is all, no it is his special that's his it's, they bought it though no they Netflix? were it, no they were already taping for him oh so that's oh, man, why that's there so were funny. no phones allowed at the shows because oh, they're well, I know he hasn't been allowing phones at all though yeah because like, Netflix is taping this tour for it okay for a special so they're releasing that yes they should not release that it's for that a John Mulaney is- special I don't think people realize that. Yeah. Well, I knew he was going to release a special. I just didn't know what company would release it. Yes. Yes. This this tour is for a Netflix special. Amazing. Great for. Which is why I think. That's going to be a great PR. That is why I think Dave Chappelle was there. Not just because it was like he was like, I think Mm. it was a Netflix orchestrated thing because he is like his deal with Netflix. Right. So you're right on top of it. Just so many great things happening for Netflix right now. It would have been funny if they announced, like, the release date to, like, And, like, like I will say, like, <laughs> I am not going to cancel my Netflix because I get it through my phone plan. 
Um, so I'm not like actively shout out to T-Mobile. Yeah, shout out to T-Mobile. <laughs> I'm not actively paying for a Netflix subscription, but right. like I'm still gonna use Netflix, and there's still some shows and stuff that like I'm looking forward to. Right. I'm yeah, currently I mean, in the middle of binge watching like a new Netflix, really random Netflix show, um, and <laughs> <laughs> that no one has heard of. It's called The Lincoln Lawyer. Mm. Uh, mm, it's a pre- the Lincoln it's Log. A pre- it's a procedural show, um, which we know I'm a fan. Sounds of. like your sounds like your kind of show. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's stuff in the future that I'm excited for, um, like the Sandman mm. show. Um, there's some right. movies I'm looking forward to, and I think like. Everyone has kind of something, and I don't think Netflix is, like, dying out, but I definitely think that, like, they're going to have to make some new changes if they want to, like, still be a top competitor with, like, some of the other streaming services. Right. Um, I agree. I think there's stuff I'm excited for that's coming up, but one thing that I think is a good test, and I think maybe this should be our question of the week, is, like, if I could only choose one streaming service, it would not be Netflix um like in i think mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years ago most people would have picked netflix just because like yeah i would agree but i think a lot of people now there's gonna be there's a lot more people that just wouldn't pick netflix like netflix is definitely to me a secondary streaming service yeah um to other ones uh, i'd probably what would you pick if you could only pick one i don't know it's hard um i think for me it would be between hbo max and disney plus I think I use I use Disney Plus more. Um, Interesting. Let me look on my letterbox tag because I definitely don't use Disney Plus like at all unless it's for an episode like we're doing our childhood classics or the Marvel shows. That's like the only times I've really used Disney Plus. So I have tagged Disney Plus 162 times on Letterbox. So that's not including shows, obviously. Big Disney Plus fan over here. Netflix 115 times. Criterion 104 and mm. HBO 87. Obviously, I would want to be watching Succession. Um. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing. I think there's a lot more even a back catalog on HBO that I would rather go through than like Netflix doesn't have a much of a back catalog anymore. If I could choose only one, I probably would choose HBO because that is the most diverse catalog to me. Like, they have yeah. a lot of good TV shows, um, both new and a back catalog. They have mm. a lot of classic and international films that, like, yeah. previously could only be accessed through, like, Criterion or maybe, like, occasionally Amazon Prime. But, like, those are Canopy, pretty read- yeah. readily available. Uh, they have a lot of great kid content as well, kid TV shows, yeah. Studio Ghibli. shows, Studio Ghibli. So, like, I feel like HBO is the most diverse and the most comparable mm. to Netflix. So, if I had to choose, I think I would yeah. choose HBO, but I do use Disney Plus the most, like, out of right. all of them, I think. Right. If I have to choose, I would choose Paramount Plus. Um, no, hey, that's Paramount Plus is not actually not that Plus. bad. I've been using it recently because of the, like, they did the two ninety nine thing. And I think oh. I'll probably keep my subscription for a little bit and just, like... Wow still use it look at that it's not too bad streaming service aficionado plus they have soccer they have soccer channels Uh, which is weird soccer yes um yeah but i think that should be our question yeah let us know like if you could choose one streaming service which would you choose i will be choosing hallmark movies now (laughs) (laughs) i'll be choosing crackle 
um, my favorite free ad-supported streaming service. Tubi TV. Um, Tubi TV, IMDb TV. Well, it's not IMDb TV anymore. It's like oh, really? called Freebie or something. That's way worse. That is 100% wait, worse. Wait, let me see. What It was rebranded as something. Free V. Sorry. Free V. F-R-E-E-V-E. Who was in charge of that rebrand? Free V. That's a that's that's bad. That is not great. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. I think some people will say Netflix because I think they do have a lot. It's, it's definitely like I think some people still just go to it because it's like kind of like Google. Like it's just like in your brain that like this is what yeah. is streaming. Um, But like I said, I think more and more people are kind of realizing like, oh, there's other services that i actually maybe use more than this one and it's not my most needed one um mm-hmm. yeah so let us know you can let us know that on our twitter on our instagram our facebook just search secondhand film critics and you'll find us and you can just shoot us a tweet or something and let us know um you can also answer on spotify if you're listening to spotify with the feature uh they think it's like underneath the episodes if you just kind of scroll mm-hmm. down it's like down there you can answer on our website. You can answer. You can email us. Um, let it, yeah, and we'll read those in the next episode, like we did for those other ones at the beginning of this mm-hmm. one. Very cool. Uh, and our next wow. episode will be uh, we've never seen and a new movie wow. review. So we'll a, be a double feature for the a ages. Double feature. Uh, we'll be doing we've never seen Top Gun. Uh, and mm. then obviously we will be reviewing uh, Top Gun Maverick. Which has been in our schedule for like two years now. <laughs> we will be doing a We've Never Seen Top Gun, and then we will be reviewing Scientology. Mm. Um, is going to be the double feature. Very of the fun. Day. That's going to be a negative um, 100 review for me. <laughs> no thank you to cults. Um, yeah, I th- I'm excited for this episode. I think it'll be. I, I, Doctor Strange is obviously big, but this is like peak summer blockbuster time. Uh-huh. So. And I've, it's, I've seen a couple, like, really positive reviews, so I'm it a little, It seems like, pretty baller. Uh, I will say, when they played the trailer in front of Doctor Strange, like, in the theater, I the was The trailer like, goes hard. I was like, wow, that is pretty incredible, mm. some of the stuff they did. Because um, it seems like a right. lot of, I mean, That Tom gun Cruise is top right there. It's always about yeah. the practical uh, stunts and stuff, so. Mm. Except when it comes to religion. Mm. Then, then he's not about the practical. Mm. Um. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> uh, anything else an- until then? Uh, no, I don't think so. You can follow me on Letterboxd. Wow. I keep fluctuating wow, yeah. between like, I hit 250 followers, but I keep dropping back down to 249. And I just want to oh, get past happens. 250. So maybe follow me on Letterboxd uh, at Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, we're both of our letterbox should be in the show notes. Yeah, so yeah, my go over there. Follow picture us. is the one and only Jean Paul Belmondo, so you'll know it's me. Yeah. Mine is Joe Pesci. Rest in so. peace. Not to Joe Pesci. Oh my gosh. Rest, rest in peace. I was like I was like, <laughs> is there something peace. I didn't hear about? No. Rest in peace to Jean Paul Belmondo. That would be the oh end that gosh. would be the oh the end of my week. No, um, I said it man. and then I was like, No, no, not Joe Pesci. Um Man. Wow. Well, um, if he dies this week, that's gonna be really oh, bad. Imagine if he died before this episode came out. Don't speak it into existence. It's our fault. It would be our fault. Oh God. Okay. Uh, um. All right. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Yes. Thank you. And until next time, I am Noah. And I'm Kayla. And we're and your we're second. We're your second hand.
Film Critics. Film critics.